What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here. Thank you for joining us for the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Our good friend, licensed realtor from Remax Results, Mimi Shoneman, is in the building. Hello, hello. Good morning. We are so excited to cover some great information, and I, and I appreciate all of the mortgage experts that you bring in. But one of my favorite people in the world is with us this morning, Shelly Ferris. Good morning good from Results morning. Mortgage. Looking bright, happy, and shiny, and ready to Why give not? some great information. <laughs> She's going to mortgage all over the place. In <laughs> yes, it is. I like it. I like it. So, uh, Shelly, let's start with the uh, the technicalities. Oh, What's yes. your NMLS number, please? That would be 367-826 and branch number 1454789. So, Mimi, you bring in our mortgage experts for a lot of different reasons to impart some great information. And uh, today, along with everybody being able to call and get a copy of those great guides that you have available right now, the things to consider with buying a home, and things to consider when selling a home. What are we covering today? Well, we I want to make sure that everybody knows that we've got new guides. They're summer guides oh, now. Oh, fantastic. So those are brand new. So if you've got the old ones, call and get the new ones. Um, they're absolutely free and no obligation. But uh, Miss Shelly Ferris with Results Mortgage, um, I just want to kind of like sing some of her praises. I mean, she's really modest. Yes. You know, very modest mouse. Yes. Um, She is like a VP. I mean, she's not just some schmo. I mean, she's like got like you know cred up in here right and when i had questions or i mean shelly was the person that i talked to her. i'm like talk me through this and i am one of those not completely problem children but you know a little more complicated than someone that has like you know the same job for 15 years and a one w2 and hasn't i'm like no nah, i kind of have to so, i need to puzzle piece my stuff together right Shelley. yep yep yeah. there's some layers there right. yep. <laughs> so miss shannon shows up with a with two shoe boxes <laughs> Actually, two red rope folders is what I had. Two red rope folders. <laughs> Not so. just one. No, exactly. No. But well-organized rope folders. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, so Shelly is fantastic and very good at, at really putting things together. And, and the other thing that you brought up before uh, about Shelly Mimi is that the fact that she really does, you know, uh, it. all of these industries is about finding the person that has the right personality for you and who communicates in a style and a manner that works for you and can actually get this job done in a way that will make you feel comfortable. Absolutely. And she can build that partnership for people out there. So here's the thing that I that I would like to let everybody know, and I'm, I am biased, mm-hmm. um, but I, you know, realist, in my job as a real estate person, um, the worst possible thing is not knowing your mortgage partner. Okay. And the worst possible thing is not being sure of how much experience your mortgage partner has, um, if they are going to get the job done because, you know, everybody's skill sets are different. Um, everybody's education and background and training is different, right, Shelly? Right, it's true. Um, yes. and so what happens if somebody calls me up and says, Oh, I've already got a mortgage person. I'm like, okay, well, who is that? And I'm hoping, praying, got my fingers crossed and everything, you know, got yeah. the, the Irish clovers, <laughs> hoping, praying, wishing that there's somebody that I know that I know right. is good or, you know, so when they say I'm going to be working with my bank and I've never heard of their bank 
or they're going to be working with the credit union. They've heard of the credit union. I've never heard of that loan officer. And, uh, you know, I'm just, you know. It can be concerning because you're like, how am I going to make sure that this deal runs smoothly for everybody? It's like a Bon Jovi song, a wish and a prayer. Right. You know, (laughs) so it's like, you know, if you get in trouble at the ninth hour, who are we going to call? You know, (laughs) Michelle Ferris. And so, and, and you know, you laugh and it's funny, but it's true. It right. is true. Okay, Shelly, you, you tell the truth. And, you know, let's, let's have a witness here. How many times do you get a call from a real estate agent to say, I don't know who this person is working with, but we are not closing. Yes. Can you save it? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely monthly. Absolutely yeah. monthly. And yes. why do you think that is? I don't know. I call them rescue deals. You know, <laughs> they get almost to the end and now we've got seven days and we got to make a miracle happen, ladies and gentlemen, you know, but I think it's lack of experience. I think sometimes it's products, you okay. know, that different companies don't cover the same products. So... Yeah. So let's give an example. I'll give you a couple minutes to think of, like, for instance, why? Okay, in specifics, like, so you get a a rescue call from a real estate professional saying, my client can't close. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. This deal is going to go away. Can you fix it? Because they're bawling in their car because Mm. now they don't get to have a house. Right. And they've already turned their notice in on their apartment. And so they're going to go live with grandma. Right. Um, Can you save it so they can get the house? What are some of the problems that you see that cause those rescue calls? So um, a lot of times it's how the underwriter or how the loan officer is assessing the income. What are they looking at and how are they grading it and how am I going to look at it and grade it? So I start from the, the, the bare bones when I, when, that, when I get that call. And it does happen, Mimi, probably every Trust other me. week. Yes, I know. Yes. Yeah. And, and we just, we start from scratch and, and so if you're out there and you're in tears and you're, you know, having troubles, please call me. But we just start from scratch and we just talk about, okay, well, we could do this. And I, I bring up everything. You know, you could get a gift. Are you a veteran? Do you, are this, is this house in a rural development area? I mean, we talk about everything so that we can see what we have to work with and what we're going to massage that bad boy into along with. <laughs> okay, so you said a key word in that discussion. You said, we're going to talk. Oh, okay. Yes. So let's talk about the big box mortgage companies in the sky. I just want to talk to you. If you've talked to one of those people, if you've actually had a conversation with them and you know that you can reach them at, oh, seven, eight o'clock on the weekends, um, when all of the real estate people are out working and showing property, who are you going to get? In that office that you can get a pre-approval letter from or you're scared because you can't remember your, I mean, it's your first, let's just say it's your first house and you're completely having a meltdown, right? Right. And it's normal because, you know, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. Big numbers, big figures, big paperwork. (laughs) And and, and you're tight. Let's just say you're tight. And you're like, I just got to talk to my loan officer and make sure that I'm not going over what I can do. And you want to make sure you're making the right decision. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. And so here's the nice thing is when you're working with a mortgage person like Shelly Ferris and myself, um, I've already found out what program you qualify for. I already know what your cap is. I know what your interest rate is going to be. I know what your ballpark payment is going to be. So 
you know, I'm having a conversation with your loan officer so that I'm educated, so that I'm making sure when we're going out shopping, Ms. Shannon, you're not buying a million dollar house when you only qualify for 250. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I get calls from people that are looking online and they say, I got one yesterday and we're having a nice conversation. She's like, I want to see this house. Um, but I, you know, I don't want to get pre-approved. I already own a house. I know I'm qualified. Well, that's great. You know that. I don't know that. Right. And, you know, the maintenance on my car, the gas, <laughs> the seller having yes. to clean their house. Yeah. Um, for your showing when I'm showing up as a professional and I don't know your background. Mm-hmm. What kind of what what kind of person does that except for a rookie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK, right, exactly. Uh, you know, it's there's not enough time in the day for the buyers that want to go see homes right now. Am I wrong, Shelly? Right, that's exactly Can right. Can I get yes. an amen? <laughs> Shelly, Shelly's got carpal tunnel from writing the pre-approval letters up in the house. That's the truth. Yes. So, I mean, right? Right. Well, and another really good example, Mimi, is one that we're closing uh, next month. And we had to move up the closing because the sellers have to have their house completely sold and closed in order for the mortgage company they're approved with to understand that they're not going to have that debt anymore once their house sells. Okay. That's just crazy. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's just rookie crazy right there. (laughs) You know, I mean, honestly. And you were able to make that deal more quickly than you thought originally you needed to? Okay. You know, stuff happens. Um, You you cannot foresee the number of things. And when we say that, like, each transaction is like a DNA file, right? It has a life of its own. (laughs) Ancestry.com right here. Okay, put your thumbprint there. Yours is different. And I think that's what people don't understand, Shelly, and why we we love you so much. Shelly Ferris, Results Mortgage, mm-hmm. give us a shout of how they can call you. 612-839-6918 is my cell phone on me all the time. Yeah. And then if you've got questions about mortgages today, anything to do with mortgages, because we're just going to keep it loosey-goosey. We're going to talk about appraisals, um, but we're going to also be able to cover all of your questions about mortgage because we've got an expert in, in studio. So a day, a great day for you to call in and get those question answers. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Mimi Shoneman, your host from the Remax Results team, and our good friend Shelly Ferris from Results Mortgage is in here uh, as well today. And, and Shelly, I'm glad you're going to talk about appraisals because I was just talking to a friend of mine uh, who was talking about they were going to try and sell their house. They live over in Blaine, and they're trying to figure out how much are they going to get for it and whether it makes sense now to put it on the market because mm-hmm. they just had a new baby, and it's just work for them mm-hmm. and so they're like well we you know they said what you know what mimi says people say all the time well, we're gonna try and put it up kind of high mm-hmm. you know we think we can get kind of high and i got to say because i listened to my two lady friends that come in here on the red well is it gonna appraise oh that's for awesome. that number you know, you know, look at that see we'll I, make a I listen. Out of her, yeah. right <laughs> i listen when you talk um and so let's go over that shelly about yes. why that makes a difference right. and how you can't just pick a number out of the sky Okay, I'm just going to interject something here. I hear it all the time. People say that my say that thing about the appraisal, they yeah. get them confused with their market evaluation. Okay. Okay, so mm-hmm. if you're listening to our show, we offer free complimentary market evaluations. All you have to do is call and request them. We, In fact, we have a link posted on our show page mm-hmm. for a free over-the-net home evaluation. It's not the same thing as a full-flown CMA, which is a comparative market analysis. Right. But you can go to our show page here at MyTalk1071, keyword, keyword red hot, yep, mm-hmm. and request that right there on the show, on the show page. But Shelly, 
um, back to Miss Shannon's question about the appraisal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that can be a sticky wicket in this market. It absolutely can. And, 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 and it's because of all the components, I think, in an appraisal. A lot of people think, well, isn't my home worth what someone is willing to pay for it? Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Because is, that's kind of the way it is with everything else in the world. If they'll give me this much money right. for it, why right. can't I take it? Exactly. Right. Okay. And you absolutely could. There's mm-hmm. the, the answer to that is absolutely you can. It's the financing that's going to say, uh-uh. Okay. Is it worth that? We don't know yet. We got to do this appraisal. So if you were going to buy a diamond ring for from somebody for a thousand dollars, and you got an appraisal on it that said that it was worth eight hundred, would you really buy it for a thousand dollars? Right. What would you do about that? So it's not like buying your friend's skateboard where you're going to flip them a twenty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. It's it's a house that has to be valued and based off of something for a lender to get, be comfortable with you borrowing that much money against it. That's what the crooks of the appraisal is for. And so I think once people adjust their mindset to that point, if the person that's coming in is going to get a loan, then they're going to really determine a little bit more about what that value is than the buyer coming in saying, oh boy, I finally got one. Yeah. And the only reason, only way that you can get around that is if you get a cash buyer. Right. And cash buyers don't have to have appraisals because they don't need to get financing from a bank. Right. Exactly right. Cash, four-letter word. Are you seeing any problems (laughs) with appraisals right now? You know, we really had a a rough spring uh, with appraisals. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that we're in Minnesota. You know, we don't have sales all year round like a lot of areas in the United States do. And so our market tends to cool down with the weather. And as uh, December, January, and February roll around, there's not a lot of sales to base the comparable to your home on. So if you have a house exactly like yours that sells for 200000 in January and you sell yours for 220000 at the end of February and there's nothing to support the 220000 that's rough. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then if you happen to be in a neighborhood where, let's just say, within a mile radius of your house, Ms. Shannon, most of the houses are one and a half stories. Correct. But okay. You, but your house is not your house is a two-story and there are aren't almost any two stories within a mile radius of your house but you want to sell your house and you've got a buyer and your buyer is willing to pay you thirty thousand dollars <laughs> more than what you're asking and you're like yes to my little right. amen you've already mentally spent that much exactly right? and yeah, you, you haven't even signed on the, the next line house yet. done everything <laughs> yep. yes mm-hmm. and they're an fha buyer Yay. let's talk about fha <laughs> okay. and how that might affect an appraisal right. yes because fha appraisals you're absolutely right mimi that's a little different uh different different animal and fha again is what oh federal housing administration okay so fha allows you to come in with minimum down payment you might have some credit scuffs things like that and that's why you're using that type of financing but quirky about the fha appraisal is that it sticks to the property for four months okay so what do i mean by that well if you come in as a buyer and you put in a two hundred thousand dollar offer in a house and it appraises for 190 that fha appraisal sticks to that house like glue via the case number that's pulled from FHA for four months. So, the so that's why some people don't want to do that? Yeah. Okay. The sellers are locked down on that type of financing to a maximum 
appraised value of the 190 for four months. A lot of times you'll see if that happens, they just won't accept an FHA appra- or, uh, offer to come in on well, the house won't, anymore. They right? won't have any choice if they want to get the 200 that they're asking for. Right. Mm-hmm. They right. will then have to make a decision on whether they will work with an FHA buyer and then amend their listing contract um, so that that represents that, you know, no more FHA buyers can look at this house. And so I get calls from buyers, uh, you know, that say, I'm, I can only use FHA financing. Why would that be? So that could be a number of reasons. It could be because they're, uh, they had perhaps a bankruptcy or a foreclosure in their history. And FHA, as I said, allows some credit scuffs and allows you to enter back into the pool, the lending pool, earlier than if you were doing conventional financing, still at minimum down payments, still at good interest rates. So if they are three years from foreclosure, they may be forced to go FHA. There's okay. no other financing option. And so the buyers out there that are using FHA financing are frustrated because mm-hmm. a lot of sellers are afraid to allow FHA buyers to, you know, be one of the possibilities because FHA, they're more stringent. Okay. They're very safety consumer oriented. Right. Like for instance, their big thing is peeling, chipping paint. And the reason for that is because of lead paint. You know, it's it's a safety hazard. Right. And so they want before they will allow, like, for instance, if a, if a homeowner sells and they do allow an FHA buyer to buy. Well, we already know up front that that's going to get called. So if you've got a house that's got a whole wall because of southern exposure and you've got just the paint is like crazy. It's just coming off in sheets. Yeah. And the seller's like, but I, I'm not doing anything because this is a seller's market. Uh, I don't have to uh-huh. fix it. Right. Right. I'm not right. doing it. Well, you're going to do it. Okay. Because what other choices do they have, Shelley? Right, exactly. They Be- really aren't. You really lock yourself out of the market if you don't. Yeah. Well, because then you can't get financing for your buyer and right. then you've wasted all that time. Right. But what if they don't? What if they really don't have the money or maybe they have medical conditions where they can't do the work themselves and they can't afford it? Maybe the, all they're, maybe they're going to an assisted living out of that house and they really cannot do it. What are the options for a seller like that? So if they won't, if they won't slash can't do the work and, you know, flaking and peeling paint, depending on what lender you're working with in the world (laughs) is, is its own kind of little category because they really don't like to escrow for flaking and peeling paint, but you can. And there is a type of loan. There's a type of FHA loan that if you, if it's a bank owned property and or if it is a, let's say, an elderly seller that just like you say, Mimi, can't do the work. Well, the buyer is not allowed. It's illegal for the buyer to come in and do work to the property before they're in ownership. As much as they might want to help out the seller and do air quotes okay. here, that's illegal. And so uh, uh, there is a loan. There's an attribute to an FHA loan where you can add that on to the loan amount, that work to be done. There's another one of those little quirky things that because I've been doing this for 26 years, I know about it, that might make it fall apart with somebody else. Our earlier conversation in the earlier segment but that i because i know that i can paste that back together and you've done it before yes and i'm going to tell you right now i've never heard a loan officer you're the first one to tell me that i can escrow for peeling paint you can put it on top of the loan you can actually add it to the loan 
Okay, but yes. then we still have to go circle back to the appraised value. Right. What if the appraisal is tight? Yeah, if the value isn't there, then that's not going to work, just okay. like anything else. And so. so there's no gifting of money back and forth between seller because we had that back in the down market. And what was that called? I forget. Oh, you know what I'm talking like, about? Yes, I know. There was a Nehemiah program. Yeah, that's it. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Yeah. And that did what? That oh, gifting? Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded complicated. Like, so you sound almost kind of happy that it went away. Well, so, <laughs> so how the program worked is this, the, this program would give you the money for the down payment, but in reality, the seller was giving the nonprofit organization the money for the down payment who then was giving it to the buyer and yeah it was a big circle and it was legal i mean all the i's were dotted and the t's were crossed but wink and a nod we knew that money was in the sale price <laughs> that's right so ridiculous yes, you know yes. it's like yeah, yeah government you bought a house <laughs> with a bag of money on the couch that's what i told people all the time that's what's happening here <laughs> i wonder how much how that nehemiah program is doing oh, that's I defunct get, now yeah, right yeah okay. i get little yeah. voicemails about it every now and again oh, are you trying serious? to bring it back to life but no yeah nothing this is exactly why i enjoy listening to you guys talk because there are so many things out there and nuances in this process that are continually changing and evolving Mm -hmm. and uh, over time so Mm -hmm. the you know it's you know the fact that i am not deep enough into it that i would never know that these things are continually popping up and changing Mm -hmm. but you guys do Mm because you get to live in this world all the time and you can just impart the information and wisdom on to the rest of us well that's perfect you know there i will say in the mortgage world you know you guys are always getting new things constantly Yes. Yeah. Yeah, New new programs, new guidelines. My favorite word in the mortgage industry is overlay. Oh, God. I knew you were going to say that. I'm just like. You know, you guys talk about overlays like it's like, you know, I don't know, cellulite. Yeah. We all ought to know what that is. You know, it's like, no, I know. I don't know what an overlay is. And right. what, go on and give okay, us some. That's another perfect example from our first segment. I yes. wish I'd have thought of these things. But so uh, an overlay is uh, there are the rules, right? There's the rules. Let's call that the mattress. And the overlays are the blankets that you put on top. So now okay. I'm an investor that, okay, yeah, those are the rules, Mr. Mattress, but I I feel a little more comfortable with a higher credit score. So I'm going to put that overlay on it. I know that FHA allows no, you know, whatever credit score, but I'm going to say 640. I don't okay. want anything less than 640. Well, if you go to a lender that tells you that, that doesn't mean that everybody believes that. Okay. Don't, we don't all have that color blanket on our bed. So get rid of that blanket and come see me. <laughs> so let me let me just dummy that down for everybody oh, in right. case you're completely confused what show you're listening to. <laughs> Mattress warehouse right. not they're not no. But they can talk to us if they're listening. Um not every lender adds those criteria. So okay. if you've got a six twenty yes. and you're and you're saying to yourself, I just went to, you know, XYZ, XYZ lender and they said no and they said no at 620 I'm here to tell you I can find you somebody like Miss Shelley here yes. that can do it absolutely because she doesn't ha- she doesn't believe in the overlays no. she's not adding stuff right to keep you out you know what I mean because right. mm-hmm. they put these on there to keep people out right so we want to keep people in right. so that exactly. home ownership is good right you and know it- and when we return, we're going to talk some more about your appraisals and what you can do when you need to get a mar- mark, uh, get a mortgage. We're also going to cover a great way for you to do some window shopping if you want to just kind of like dabble and see what's out there in the market when we get back here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. 
the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 107.1. You can always find the great information. If you miss something during the show, you can go to our, our, our website, mytalk1071.com. Keyword Red Hot. See all of the links there. Also get a copy of our things to consider when buying a home and things to consider when selling a home. And out there right now, I always encourage people, if you're kind of the window shopper type of person, mm-hmm. um, because again, Mimi, you were talking about how they're, you guys, yeah, people are really busy and you want to make sure that you are using your time wisely. So if you are starting this process and you're just one of those people that needs to kind of like do a little window shopping if you're that kind of person then if they go to view greaterminneapolishome.com that's usually i think if you're that person maybe this is a good way for you to start this is a good thing mm-hmm. um and we encourage everybody to go and register on this website because mm-hmm. it is like shopping on the big the big ones yes you know the z's and the t's right um you know what i'm talking about if you're mm-hmm. looking at houses mm-hmm. if you aren't if you don't know what that means call us we'll tell you <laughs> exactly uh, i'm not gonna mm-hmm. say it but we want you to go there and shop to your heart's content. So yes. let me tell you what the difference is, is when you're working with a professional realtor. Okay, how many thousands of houses have I seen in my career? And this is my second career. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't even, I don't even know how many millions of houses, right, Shelly? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so when somebody, when I get the criteria from you and you're telling me I, I need a bedroom on the main because my knees are bothering me. Yes. I listen to you. And when you call me up with the, the story and a half, or the split level, and you're like, but it says that the bedroom's on the main. It isn't. Okay. Okay, you got to go upstairs to get to the main. That's what they're counting. And so we're looking for things like that to save you time. Time is money, all right? And not only is time time money in this market... When stuff's selling within hours, you don't have time to to waste and look around and you don't know for sure if the house is still on the market because T and Z, they don't update on a regular basis. It's just Um, about numbers sometimes. It's like you want to say that all of these things are available when in actuality they aren't. Right. Okay. You know, so, you know, we want to make sure that you're getting the criteria that you say that you need. Um, If school districts are important, it's very difficult to, to screen by school districts online. Um, there's lots of things like, for instance, if you want only hardwood floors uh, and because you're allergic and the carpet is an allergen for you. Well, we spend time going through the interior photos to make sure that you're getting what you say you want. And we do the best that we can because right. obviously a home isn't 100 percent photographed. Right. You only can deal with what you're seeing. But still that. Um, if you're in a hurry, you know, we screen through that to make sure that we're getting all your criteria so that when you go out, you're finding a house fast. And then you're like, oh, my goodness, I only saw two houses. But the reason they that were the you only saw two houses, two houses to see. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, is because we've already screened through 238 houses right. Right. so that you get to see the top. So that's why we encourage you to go and register on ViewGreaterMinneapolisHomes.com. Check out all of our links. We've got a great link for a free over-the-net home evaluation. No obligation. And Shelly, while people are listening, you are such a wealth of information for mortgage. We want to make sure people go to your website. And how do they get there? Oh, just W www.shellyferris.com. That's right. And um, she is where we recommend that you go because she is one of our hand-selected mortgage experts and she is phenomenal mm. and she gets it done. Thank you. And the other neat thing that you've been doing lately, Mimi, is you put some cool videos out there sometimes on the new homes. And so the fact that you can actually, some people, I love us, you know, but some of us are not that imaginative um, side of things. So it does help to be able to have like a cool video that can help on some of these houses too. So they can really see how awesome something is or really get a feel for the property. Absolutely. So you be sure and check out our website and mm-hmm. check out our show page because we're putting new materials up there all the time.
And I like that we do go through things like you hear the word appraisal, you know that it's something that you have to do, Mm -hmm. but you don't really get why it's so important and why having someone really talk you through the process can help make Mm -hmm. or break whether this is a successful endeavor for you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you've been talking about some of the things you kind of like wander into that, you know, you go, oh, I didn't know this was happening. And you're talking about how Shelly is such, you know, the deal saver. Because she does have such a breadth of knowledge on all these different products that are available. Right. And so I want to point out the difference that, that Shelly is also a broker. I sound like a commercial. Would you give me a bonus? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Would you? I, I think I need a bonus. Amen. I really think. Don't. Where's that? Well, Show agree. me some money, Shelly. Um, no. But in all sincerity, I mean, uh, she's a broker, not just a one stop. So if I go to Shan- Miss Shannon's store. Yes. I'm going to get what Miss Shannon sells. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, when you go to Miss Shelley's store, you get a whole smorgasbord mm-hmm. of different products. Got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, so sometimes that might be that I'm not saying that everybody would get approved by your thing, but that's right. why you can go. There are there might be additional ways that we can get a right. deal done versus going to a store that right. specializes in their particular product. Exactly. When I come to your store, your Miss Shannon's mortgage store. Right. You, I have my product. You have your product and you're going to sell me your product. And you're going to do the best job you can as a salesperson to close me so that you get the commission right. on that mortgage. Right. 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 So when I go to Miss Shelley Ferris's store at Results Mortgage, Shelly is going, she's acting more as a consultant okay. than a salesperson. Mm-hmm. So she gets to know you and then sits there and pits all the different pieces together right. to make sure that you get what you need. Similar yeah. to what Mimi does. I mm-hmm. listen to what they're looking for. Is payment the most important thing? Is down payment the most important thing? Are you going to pay your own closing costs? We talk about all these things to help come up with the best alternative for you at the end. Right. What's the primary question when you... when? Let's say I, I just come strolling in and I go this. I don't, I don't know what most of the words you're saying are, mm-hmm, Shelly. Mm-hmm. What are the primary things you have to explain to me so that I can help make these decisions sometimes? Because I think you, it's one of those you don't know what you don't know because right. you don't know it. Right. Scenarios. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. What questions should I be asking? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. where should I, I start? I ask that question of people, too. <laughs> right. Because how sh- how can I determine that, cl- you know, do I pay my own closing costs? Do I? How do I know those things? Here's the thing. If you're a first-time buyer, you don't even know what closing costs are. You right. don't even know that you should be knowing about closing. What is that? I'm right. a second-time buyer, and you have to remind me all the time what's included in closing costs. It's just words that I know are involved in the process, but I really don't know what's involved in them. And right. nobody wants to look stupid. Right. Right? right? Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. People are afraid to look like they're not as smart as they are, and it's not anything about being smart or stupid. Mm-hmm. It's about just not knowing that particular industry right and why would you if you only do that maybe you know once every 10 years yes you know what i'm saying so that's why you hire a professional that's why you do it so i mean and and you try and do as much research as you can but what i hear a lot of confusion about with folks is they get the closing costs and the down payment confused Mm -hmm. yes all the time Mm -hmm. but and i think the reason for that is is because the percentages are similar. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times you will get a three and a half percent FHA loan, but you need about three percent closing costs. Right. So why don't we talk about that and skip over and, and tell people what is included in a closing cost. Sure. That three percent of your sales price is a is kind of just a benchmark, it right? Is. It is. And it, it really is three percent when you're in a mid range 
uh, mortgage amount. So you're looking at like that 200, 250 amount. That then 3% is going to cover your closing costs. Pretty darn close. And I'll talk about what they are in a moment. But if you're buying a house for $100,000, now that 3% has been lowered by considerable, about 50%. And so it's not going to cover all of your closing costs because there are some static costs. It is going to cover them all because there's no $100,000 homes. Okay. (laughs) So we don't even need to talk about that. She makes a darn good point. (laughs) So... What well, that was right, smart so. alecky one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Now you don't so, owe me any kind Like this marshmallow pipe dream that you yeah, just brought right. up, Shelly. Just <laughs> so that some of us could, right, can right. understand the easy math. Like that three hundred to four hundred thousand dollar home, how much percentage? Yeah, about two percent. You know, two, two and a half percent in closing costs then. But what closing costs encompass are uh appraisals, uh title work. So that's the that's the legal stuff that's attached to your house, the who's in ownership and who has been in ownership in the past. And are there any liens or encumbrances? That's all in title work. And so that encompasses a large portion of what your closing costs are. Another part of your closing costs are something called prepaids and escrows. Okay. And so everybody's heard of escrow. What is that, Shelley? So I get that question a lot. So uh, most people escrow their taxes and their insurance as part of their monthly payment. So if I tell you your monthly payment is $1,000, maybe $100 of that is your homeowner's insurance monthly and $200 of it is your taxes monthly because your property taxes are $2,400 annually. So you're going to put that in your payment. An escrow account is a non-interest bearing account that mortgage companies put those monies in as you make your payments. And then when the bills are due, the money's there to pay them. You don't have to come up with the $2,400 annually to pay your taxes. You've paid it one twelfth at a time over the course of the year. So does the mortgage company then say the, send that check? Like if I get the bill, okay, got it. They send it to the county for you. Okay. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And so, and that's a large portion of your closing costs oftentimes because you know, you pay one year's worth of homeowner's insurance up front as part of your closing costs. Three months worth of the homeowner's insurance and three to six months of the taxes. Again, between title work and your prepays and escrows, that's the lion's share of what your closing costs are. And so the main thing is to know is that you guys are going to collect up front in advance some of these things that would have normally been paid monthly. Right. And, and you're going to do it for them. Right. And that's the closing cost. So right. they don't have to think about it when they get that that mortgage statement every month that's already included in that, which I'm sure was done for a reason because a lot of folks would forget to do it. Right. right. Exactly. They default and then all of a sudden the mortgage company isn't going to be, you know, first lien position or in holder of that property. And so that's why escrow is key for mortgage companies. Right. Okay, well, when we get back, what else do we need to cover on this, ladies? we got one more break coming up. Well, we're going to keep con- uh, continuing to pick Miss Shelley Ferris's brain because <laughs> she's the wealth of information and take all of our listeners' calls. Uh, we will return shortly on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Thank you for joining us here for the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Your host, Mimi Shoneman, is in the building. Also from Results Mortgage, Shelly Ferris has been giving us some great information this morning. We do have time for your questions as well at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Because one of the good things you said in this last segment, Mimi, was 
you know, it's okay that you don't know things, you know, so you don't have to feel dumb or any of those things by not knowing. It's not your general thing that you would, cons- you know, be, you know, conversing about every right. day with your friends. Right. About, you know, let me talk to you about the appraisal process. Yeah. It's like you're not supposed to know those things. Right. Why would you? Right. Over wine, you, you like, can talk about anything. Exactly. <laughs> if you come, I try. <laughs> and then you go, you should not be talking about that. And if you come to my office and you've never bought a house, but you're talking to me about overlays. We're <laughs> yeah. like, wait a minute. Yeah. You're a ringer. Something, like, something's like, going on here. <laughs> but in all honesty, I mean, we have been talking about appraisals, but something just popped into my mind so if you're out looking at houses and you've made your list of what you absolutely must have and what you absolutely want so that i call those requireds and desires okay and you're not hitting on any of them everything you look at is wrong okay something is wrong in your criteria and the match to what you have imagined in your mind okay okay i'm working with somebody right now that i can see that that's a a very high possibility that what they say on paper is somehow not connecting with what they've envisioned that's very intuitive in their mind Mm -hmm. because if you go out a couple times and and you're you're liking things but you're not pulling the trigger. So that can be fear. Right. Um, that could be, I haven't really, I'm not really comfortable with the finances. Uh, maybe I'm approved for it, but maybe I'm, I'm uncomfortable with that. Um, maybe you're, you're, you're looking for a neighborhood, but the, the house is not lining up in the neighborhood that you want. Have you ever seen that kind of neighborhood? Right. Where you're like, I really want to live here. But, but this house is not but that the house, house I want. Those yeah. houses are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'll never forget it. I wanted to live in this one neighborhood because it was close to, you know, some things. And well, twice now, I've only bought two houses in my life. And right. It happened both times. I'll tell you the Louisville story. I wanted to live in the Highlands so bad. Yes. And the Highlands is like uptown here, mm-hmm. you know. And so, oh, the Highlands, man, spendy, spendy, spendy. And, you know, even the most, you know, one that we could afford was just uh, just a ton of work. Yeah. Just, you know, and then you're like sitting in the back of the realtor's car and you're bawling. You're <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't get a lot of criers. I, but, yeah. but I understand that if you do. Right. Um, because it's emotional, right? Because especially if you've been dreaming it for a long time. And if it, you've been spending a lot of time watching all of those, you know, those oh HT, those DIY shows, <laughs> those HGTV shows, you really do get an idea like this, this image in your head of what you're going to do and how fantastic this process mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And you, so if it doesn't work out for you, some people are like, oh, I'm heartbroken. But listen, if you if you've kind of got in your mind this beautiful kitchen that Shelly Ferris can get you approved for, mm-hmm. but yet you've got a 1979 microwave and you've got a vintage oven that even a even a chicken won't fit into, <laughs> right? You know, but but yeah, you you entertain a lot. But that house is in the right neighborhood. Just guess what? You're not going to be happy with that unless you can afford to fix it. Right. Some people are can. I mean, I have found very few people that can get past the kitchen remodel unless they can afford to do something, something to get it fixed. Right. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk to the home. (laughs) Let's talk about what people can do if they find a house in a neighborhood they love, but the house is kind of not and they want to do some things. You've got remodeling projects right. or yeah. products. Yes, yes. They're called rehab products. And I, I do a fair number of rehab loans and I talk to a lot of people about them. But how do you do that? So you can buy the house. You can actually buy the house for what you're going to buy the house for, whatever the number may be. And you can add the amount of the rehabbing. So, for example, I'm going to buy a house for 250000 The kitchen remodel is going to cost thirty. dollars 
I'm going to then do a loan for you for $280,000. We're going to put the down payment as though you bought the house for $280,000, and you're going to close on it, be in ownership with it, and then your contractors that you got the bids from will come in after closing and make your magical, gorgeous, beautiful kitchen. Now, back to our initial conversation about appraisals and things like that. How do you make a deal like that work? And, and and does the whole thing count as the overall mortgage? Is part of it a mortgage and the second mortgage? How does that actually work, Great Shelley? question. So the whole thing is one mortgage. Okay. It's not a first and a second. And the home in that example would have to appraise for the amount that you're buying it for plus the amount of the rehabbing. Okay. So in our example, 280000 So a lot of times if the kitchen's quirky or if it doesn't, you know, that doesn't fit the neighborhood, if you will, kind of Mimi's example, it's it's priced a little bit lower because okay. they, it's a dog that needs to get off of the market so now you can take advantage of that dog yeah and i mean and the the appraiser is going to have to take into account the bid that the contractor has provided and also the current condition and but you still have to hit that value and so you ever see any problems with that happening yes one time uh, one time I've, i've done oodles and oodles and oodles of these but 20 years ago probably they bought a house uh the septic failed the they did a bid to do the price of the house plus the cost of the septic but guess what the house was only worth what they bought it for because a bright shiny new septic <laughs> does not <laughs> add value to your home oh, really? and that's unfortunate because those wow. are like 45,000 yeah so in my example through the you know grace of they uh the sellers uh reduced the sale price of the home for the amount of the septic so they were able wow. to sell and move it on so yes, i i really find rare. septics very attractive oh do you <laughs> <laughs> and when I, when somebody tells me they got a new septic it's a like a woo septics and wells that's what does it for you right oh, those good things yeah. you're like ooh the kitchen's awful but you boy, get me the warm. septic's yeah, awesome you give me pretty warm. septic yeah and it'll hold five people I'm for sure in my tinder portal i got a great septic <laughs> oh is what it's going to say there you go oh my gosh can't beat that you're right so now appraisals um in in all sincerity because this conversation's going in the toilet (laughs) (laughs) boom ferris from shelly ferris on the corner that came around like it yeah (laughs) but if you're thinking about selling your house and you yeah i don't even know where to go i lost my (laughs) so much fun yeah Yeah, uh, but you know back to the point of selling your house if you're thinking about selling and you're like yeah it's a seller's market i'm just gonna i'm gonna just gonna try it well when you're trying it you're also having to make your insurance payments you're making your escrow payments you're making your monthly house payments you're keeping up your house you're keeping it in show condition and you're not getting any offers how much fun is that right because buyers are not stupid Mm -hmm. okay so buyers do the numbers before they offer on a house or at least they should if you're buying and you're not running any market analysis that's not right um, you need to know that. You need to know what's selling in the neighborhood so that you do know for a fact that your offer is consistent with what would be appraising in that area. Right. So that you don't have appraisal problems. Right. Because if you've run a market analysis and you can find three homes that have sold in the last three to six months, you should be safe. Right, Shelley? Right, exactly. That's kind of the the parameters, the bar- borderlines, if you will. They're going to base it on sales in your area, ideally within the last three to six months. 
They're generally looking for houses in a one to two mile radius around your home. Now, if you live on the other side, air quotes, from the boulevard, and we're not going to draw a circle um, two miles around your house and use the across the boulevard ones. They have to be similar. Um, They also don't like to go into the next town. Generally speaking, that's not comparable. Okay. And they don't like to go into the high buck neighborhood. You know, you can't say, oh, but the house... You know, a mile down the street sold for this. Yeah, but the one that sold next door didn't. Okay. And that's the one that's going to be more comparable to yours. They can't ignore comps right. uh, just because there's another higher one out there. Uh, we got to look at all of them and make sure that they're bracketing those values. Yeah, and the same thing too, right? What do you see with condos and townhomes? Oh, that's exact. Great point. So uh, weird. Uh, I, I got, I talked to an appraiser here about uh, three weeks ago and he told me an, a strange story from a few, a few years back. But generally speaking, what Mimi's uh, referencing is you have to stay within your same development when you're getting an appraisal. So if the condo development across the street or up the road uh, sold for more expensive than the ones in your development, those aren't comps. They're not okay. comparable. Those people wanted to buy and live there, not buy and live where you are. But the funny story was, or not funny, but interesting to me anyway, maybe because I'm a mortgage geek, but <laughs> so be it. Um, uh, when the new high-rises were being built here in Minneapolis, there were no comparable new high-rises in the Minneapolis area. So you know where they went? Chicago. For oh, wow. funny. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Uh-huh. But that was the most closest town that also had high-rise developments, and then they used those as like and comparable properties and were able to close the first few out. So, wild. That's That's awesome. Like, wow. If you want to hear more mortgage geek stories like that and just geek out, you should contact Shelly. She's very easy to find because you can find her at ShellyFerris.com or again, the phone number is 612-839-6918. And that is a perfect way for you to get a hold of her and just kind of just start dabbling. Make sure that you are prepared for this journey and it's very easy to find Mimi, of course. Where do we find you, Mimi? You can go to MNRedHotRealEstate.com Call us during the week 651-578-2218 and be sure and check out our show page links. Yes, and we will see you again next week here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show on My Talk 1071.